Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. Today on the Housing Wire Daily Podcast, we're diving into the murky world of crypto securities and how they relate to mortgages and the future of securitization. We're seeing a lot of VC money flowing into these kinds of instruments, which are really still being defined. Are they stocks, bonds, something else entirely? And which regulators are likely to be involved? My guest is senior mortgage reporter Bill Conroy, and he's going to walk us through what he's seeing in this space. Bill, welcome to the podcast. Hey, glad to be here. Always glad to have you on here. You know, you cover a really interesting beat for us. And so sometimes that's about the, you know, credit risk transfers of Fannie and Freddie. Sometimes it's other things. We have some of that today, but really the one thing we wanted to talk about first um, is really crypto securities, this brand new world that we're trying to figure out. I would love to hear about some of your recent reporting on that. What are some of the companies doing that? And what does that even mean? Uh, Yeah, it's... I'm just getting my arms around it, and I think some of the you know really smart people in the industry are far afield, far down the stream on this, realizing that it, it's an emerging uh, market and a and a disruptive technology. One guy just interviewed about it who runs a it's basically a crypto uh, based uh, shared equity company. You know, said it sounds like it's more boring technology than we're used to, like when when social media came along and was very disruptive and so forth. But in many ways, it's going to be more impactful. And um, and first of all, you got to start to understand what blockchain is, which try to get a one sentence description of that from even people in the industry is very difficult. But <laughs> but essentially, it's just a, um, you know, everything that's being done now in Excel sheets and, you know, even the old days, not even some people are still using paper, uh, in, in, even in the secondary market. But it's and everyone's got their own systems. And this is just a, a, a really secure, indelible. In other words, it's whatever is in there st- stays in there and builds on the next transaction ledger that is distributed across multiple uh, computers or computing power on the internet. And so that doesn't explain it all, but it at least explains that that it's a, you know, a, a way of keeping track of things in real time in a very secure way that is very difficult to, to hack or to, you know, kind of, you know, defraud. And when the internet first started, you know, I remember this, like, I don't want to put my credit card on the internet, right? Um, now everyone does. And every week, I just got a notice from my loan servicer that that my uh, information had been compromised along with thousands of others. Loan servicer, that means they got my social security somewhere, number somewhere in the dark web. And then if they connect that to my driver's license or something else, someone's going to, you know, we are all facing that. And so we're all paying money to get it monitored. Well, the blockchain really kind of gets rid of that. It's like the first technology on the Internet that allows you to do, you know, really highly capitalized, secure deals in basically real time in a much, much more secure fashion. So if we accept that and we start, you know, looking at this uh, market and what the potential is, this is where... Where, where I'm starting to just scratch the surface and look at some of the companies involved. This is future reporting. I haven't reported on all this, but I just did a story involving a company called Loan Snap, and they're not alone. Loan Snap is is uh, uh, one of the companies that's kind of tapping into this this 
crypto securitization market is what I call it. There's other ones like Oasis Pro Market, Liquid Mortgage, Vesta Equity, Milo, Proppy, um, all very in small and in their infancy, but there's starting to be venture capital, big venture capital flowing into this this market. And that's always a sign that, yeah, it could all implode just like like anything. But on the other hand, it could be what we are dealing with all of us in our normal day-to-day operations five, 10 years from now. And, and it's what I'm looking at in particular, and the problem with cryptocurrency is what's it backed by? We all know currency has value because in the case of the US dollar, it's backed by the US government. Um, the Russian ruble has got very little value now because it's backed by a government that is under extreme sanctions. And so yeah, the full faith and credit of the Russian government is not meaning as much anymore with the ruble. But anyway, that's just an example of the currency thing. Crypto is the same way. So what's it backed by? And what is it? Is it a security like a stock, a speculative instrument? Or is it a debt instrument like a bond backed by you know um, a loan covenant, essentially, that throws off revenue uh, in the sense of the principal and interest payments? So I'm looking at the cryptocurrency that's backed by the latter, which is you know essentially mortgage-backed cryptocurrency. They call it stablecoin is what they use. And all that means is one stablecoin equals, if you peg it to, let's say one US dollar. So it, it doesn't have high fluctuation in value. It's got a stable value and it can be used as a trading tool. And all they're trying to do with mortgage-backed cryptocurrency is figure out how to securely and 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 uh, legally trade it via, you know, the internet and and the and the platforms on the internet are totally different than what exists in the bond market now. For one, it's peer to you know investment. So you could have stable people buy stable coins that are backed by uh, let's say a mortgage. And as soon as you buy the stable coin, it funds the mortgage or mortgages, however you want to do it. And the mortgages simultaneously are backing the stable coin. That's kind of the system. And it can happen because it's so quick. There's not a bunch of middlemen. It doesn't have to be like make the mortgage, originate the mortgage, and then, you know, send it through the pipeline and have all the lawyers and the trust put it into the, create the trust. And then, and then later, three months later, or a month later, two months later, whatever it takes to do all that, issue the bonds. This can happen simultaneously. And the big question, in other words, I, if you sell uh, you know, $200 million worth of stable coins against a pool of mortgages worth that much, you fund the mortgages simultaneously. Now, I, I don't know behind the system completely how it works, but the blockchain is essential to that because none of that works unless it's transparent and secure, all the transaction data. And, and that's what these platforms are working with. Um, that's the broad concept. There's, there's a lot of minutiae and, and a lot of things I still, frankly, don't understand. But- Enough money is moving into it and enough of the players that I see that I think it's it, it, we got to pay attention to it. And it would be very disruptive to existing markets. The real question right now is how the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission and other regulators are going to look at this system because it's mostly based on you know something they call NFTs and 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 they use so much terminology and in, in the crypto world they make it up because it's brand new and they got you got weird terms that what like eggs you know or whatever it's but really an NFT is you know just a, a proof of existence kind of thing and you can put a lot of information into it but it's pegged to you know like in the case of loan snap they wrap a lien into it there still has to be a lien in the real world so the real trick here is making sure everything in the real world 
is mirrored in the digital world in a very secure and exclusive way so that that one lien, if it's embedded in an NFT, isn't somehow embedded in multiple NFTs. That would be the same problem you have in the real world if somebody takes out multiple mortgages against the same property. You don't want that happening, right? Um, that's called loan fraud. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so they're, they're, they're working this technology out and it's almost there. And even to the point where the big rap on, on blockchain is all the energy sucks because it takes so much computing power to generate the blockchain and across, you know, it's distributed. There's every transaction is very intensive, but there's blockchain, um, you know, these mathematicians, brilliant people have developed blockchains that, you know, cut the uh, amount of energy or transaction time needed to minute levels. And that's only going to get better. Like our microprocessors did, I think, I think, right. As we move forward into the, into the future, if we're optimistic. So we got to, we got to open our minds to this market and where it's headed um, and make sure it's not too disruptive. And, and that even well-intentioned players get in the market and make bad moves that end up causing problems later on. So we're, that's where we're at right now. So I've been looking at that uh, in terms of some of the, some of the uh, companies that are kind of, you know, piloting, if you will. I mean, these aren't big numbers yet. I think loan snaps up to, you know, plus 30. I didn't look today toward 40 mortgages. It's still, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars funded through uh, um, stable coins and NFTs uh, linked to um, the properties. And you can set these up as shared equity. You can set these up as essentially second mortgages, if you will. I mean, anything you do in the real world, you can do with blockchain and, and the cryptocurrency market. You will also start to see the, the trading uh, of uh, these assets in uh, um, you know platforms that are set up and designed to, to trade mortgage-backed cryptocurrency. Uh, uh, some of that is already in its infancy and starting to happen. And uh, other securities. I mean, there's, as you know, in the uh, the world of mortgage, there are many, many instruments between, you know, stripping off interest rates and, and uh, you know, MSRs and um, any number of really, you know, assets that can back these, these, these securitizations that are done in the crypto world. Um, and it just means, I mean, I, the one I said, you know, this is going to cost some people their jobs, right? It's like saying, well, we're going to get rid of the insurance and industry and all the lawyers. Um, and, you know, uh, someone said, well, you know, yeah, it is going to be disruptive. This was an executive at one of these firms seeing the future, talking about the future. But like any technology, it tends to create more jobs than it, dis you know, than it eliminates. And yeah, you may not be uh, as many lawyers, but he did say a lawyer with programming skills would make so much money in this world, it's unbelievable. They don't exist right now. <laughs> so because they're writing smart contracts. Part of this is you write all these contracts that are standardized. You know, it's like the stuff you read when you have to sign on to Facebook. You know, we take your mother and your first child and your second son, right? Well, okay, that's an exaggeration. But the point is, they're all smart contracts. They're standardized. We're already seeing this in, with, with platforms like, like MaxX, which is one of the reasons they've been successful. They've been able to standardize a lot of the, the legal and, and uh, documents that are required to, to trade loans. There's an immense amount of that. Um, and if you have to go through that with every trade, yeah, it slows the system down. And particularly if you're keeping it on a paper ledger, right, that you, you know, have to photocopy. And, you know, I, I, I don't think anyone's doing that anymore, but I've heard stories. So that's the world. That's the world that's coming, I think. Um, and, I, you know, it may be a natural transition because I think we're starting to see, like, you know, pseudo examples of, you know, uh, 
digital loan trading that that kind of is like crypto trading, but the the cryptocurrency is a whole different animal because you are essentially creating a new currency that's pegged to a, a mortgage backed asset. And we have to figure out what is that cryptocurrency? Is it a deposit? A bank makes loans. And then um, from that, you know, it makes loans based on deposits, right? And then it pays interest to the deposit holders. That it, so this cryptocurrency kind of acts like that. It also acts like a bond and it acts like a stock. And we uh, we haven't had our securities laws rewritten. I think the last rewrite was, you know, who, someone told me this and I don't want to be wrong. So I'm sure our listeners out there know for sure, but it's been decades and decades. I mean, we are way behind. And so that's coming too. And that's why everyone's kind of nervous and everyone's got their opinion about it. But I think it's a necessary evil because let's face it, you know, there is, you know, it's maybe 10%. I don't know what the the percentage is, but there is both fraud and misguided uh, uh, strategy that can cause major havoc if we don't kind of monitor and regulate some of this. Well, let's talk about some of the, the legal or regulatory parts of this. I think what you just said was so interesting because it's like, depending on how you decide what this is, is depending on what regulations or what regulator or what enforcement is going to come your way, right? So we see different companies in the specifically crypto securities, if we're going to call them that, and, and you and I are like, are they securities? Are they something else? But, um, you know, some of the companies are, are registering and some of them are not like with the SEC. How does the SEC see them? Like, what does this whole thing look like uh, from a regulatory standpoint? Well, that's in motion right now, the best I can tell. And, and um, the, you know, SEC, I, it, I know they're looking at the NFTs based on, on the little bit I've been able to gather. And, you know, some of the NFTs probably will not be regulated. I mean, depending what they are, how, what's backing them. But I, I can tell you the one thing that I that I was able to to dig up, and I ran this past some people in the industry. It's not the whole picture by any means, but it's the notion of what what is now considered a security. And there's some Supreme Court case law on that, and it's 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 a little heady, but I think I, I can explain it in a way that makes sense and. If you, you know, buy uh, uh, an interest in an orange grove, right, like, like, you know, some kind of security, whatever you want to, even if it was crypto, whatever, in an orange grove, that would, in order for you to get a return based on what you're hoping, it's it's a speculative investment because it depends on the labor of someone else, right, to make, grow the oranges and, and bring them to market and all that, that, that's passive income in the sense that, I'm investing in this particular orange grove with the hope that it will do all this well and make me money. That's kind of traditionally been the definition of a, of a security or, you know, and, and is regulated by the SEC because it's considered speculative. But the, when I start looking at these cryptocurrencies, like if they're backed by a mortgage, I think, well, isn't that really a debt instrument that's, you know, based on a loan covenant, not really a speculative uh, investment, but others look at it and say, no, nah, you know, you should know that that's still the way this is set up. It's still now it's different if it's a shared equity uh, uh, backed cryptocurrency versus a pure mortgage backed cryptocurrency. All these things are nuanced. And, and I think the SEC is going to have to come up with several definitions of, you know, and, and maybe some new ones of what these things are. Uh, and I think that that that's why you probably they they probably aren't saying much because it's a, <laughs> I think they're still investigating it, trying to figure it out. There's going to be some egregious examples, I'm sure, that they just slap down right away. Right. Um, that, that's always the case. And those are the easy ones, the low hanging fruit. But the bigger market that's coming, I think, is a lot more complex and nuanced than 
um, it's going to require a lot of parties at the table to get it right. So, so who are some of the companies that you're seeing um, involved in this? So, you, so you already brought up. Um, I don't have. There's a huge. There's a huge market that I don't know about that branches out from from the mortgage stuff too. Um, but the the ones that I've kind of focused in on because I think it's better to find a few that I know a lot about than uh, many that I know nothing about. <laughs> Uh, and I, and I don't want to give away too much of what I'm working on, but I do want you to read it when it comes out is there's, you know, one lender in particular that you would all know who's, um, it, you know, and they're doing this through venture, a venture capital arm has been investing in a number of several of these blockchain crypto related companies and individually, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but when you start piecing it together, you see they they're creating an ecosystem or the potential for an ecosystem for their own uh, loans and so forth. And I, I'm curious if that's the model that other you know big uh, players might take. I I have not looked at the. I am certain that Chase is doing this. I, I I'm not looking at them right now. I'm certain other ones are. They they have to be. They're crazy if they're not. Um and and it, you know and they. Maybe doing it with the, their R and D venture, uh, you know, arms as well, and it just hasn't all been pieced together. But it's it's coming. It's I just I'm not saying that because I think it's coming. I'm listening to these folks talk, and it. I mean, these are very smart people. I mean, the the, the CEO Loan Snap was one of the founding advisors for Facebook. Now, he tells the example. And it's in the story I just wrote, which, which you know, again, take it for what, what, what you want. But he said, when they were out shopping Facebook, all the investors, you know, one of the typical reactions they got, you guys, you'll never make it. MySpace has 100 million followers, users. You'll never catch up to them. And Facebook has 3 billion today, right? Worldwide. So uh, it's that, that kind of explosive growth that this market potentially has when it catches on. And all the technology is there. We couldn't have done this even five years ago. I mean, you need the broadband speed. You need, you know, all the computing power and the microprocessors. And and if they keep getting better and we don't mess it up, the, you know, the world is going to move, has to move this way, I think. I mean, why not? And our kids, I'm the, I'm the old guy here talking about this. I, I talk to my kids and they know, you know, this... This world to them is like, you know, where they're at. And I think they'd be very comfortable in a mortgage environment with once they uh, felt that the system was set up right, dealing with a, a cryptocurrency backed, um, you know, mortgage market or investing in it, buying buying stable coins that they know were, you know, SEC stamp of approval, so to speak. Everyone knows everything has a risk to it. But when you bring the risk level down comparable to what a bond or a stock is today, uh, then and you know that there's a track record. I mean, what what? Why not? What what's the difference? You know, you wrote a story recently that said crypto mortgage is the new kid on the block, and I just think it's so interesting because you know this is the this is the world that's coming. But you know, to your point, that there are mortgage companies that still operate on m- mostly manual. Um, they do have some processes that they use that are that are automated. But when you consider what could how this could disrupt and how fast it could disrupt, pending all of the legislative and and or I should say regulatory parts of this, to me that's the part that's going to be really as soon as people start making money on this, as soon as soon as it gets big enough, it's going to be worth their time to look into it, right? And, and, and the other thing that, that again, I don't know, I'm not making a value judgment on this, okay? Because um, I'm not smart enough. But but uh, the other thing this opens up is a 
whole new uh, flow of capital into the housing market in the United States because let's say I'm in Venezuela and my currency's uh, you know inflating at a thousand percent a year or whatever. Yeah, I can put it in property around, but this is a you know for the for the common person in Venezuela, they can if this works, they can buy stable coin investing in U.S. U.S. real estate, you know, at a at a minute you know level without a lot of middlemen. And so it opens up, you know, the flow of capital around the world in housing markets around the world, for that matter, in Europe as well. It makes it really kind of a global game um, if if it works. That's the part that I think is explosive. And I don't know what it means or pretends for housing prices or housing supply or even, you know, uh, the rental market and so forth. But if your goal is to have a, a much more wide open free flow of capital in, in the economy, this this certainly promises to do that. Well, I am fascinated by this whole topic and and how you're digging in. Looking forward to your story next week um, on this topic. And I know you would be happy if people reached out to you who wanted to talk about it. So how do do people reach you? Well, um, the best way is just shoot me an email. um, And, you know, it's I still use W Conroy at housingwire.com. It should get to me. Um, you know, and you know, that, that's, you know, just, that's the easiest way. Cause I, I check that regularly. Um, and you know, reach, I'll get back to people as soon as they, you know, reach out to me and, and, and I do, I do preface everything I just said by, you know, I'm, I've got a little scratch of the surface of this. I, I, I try to report, you know, what is obviously what is factual, what I know, but there's, there's far more to it and far more views on it than I'm able to represent right now. But, you know, it's, it's like, I've been in this reporting business long enough is like, you know, when, when, when there's uh, smoke, there's usually fire if you're looking for something negative. And in this case, when you, when you see uh, uh, the capital moving toward a, a, a fixed object, you know, if you're in the business reporting world, look where the money's moving, you know, follow the money. <laughs> it's moving here. There's some, move, there's some big money moving into this. Absolutely. And you've been talking to people for, you know, a couple months about this reporting on it the whole time you've been, you've been here. So I know that um, you may not be an expert like some of our listeners, but you are certainly someone who has talked to a lot of experts about it. So really appreciate your reporting and thanks for coming on and, and talking to us about it. Yeah, it was is fun as usual, and uh, thanks thanks for 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 listening because you know <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't joke that you, you know that that uh, I wonder sometimes why people listen to me because my kids never did, but but you know <laughs> it, it, think of it as yeah you're right you're listening to 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 the the input I got from people far smarter than me, and that's why I love the job because I I learn something every day too. We really do. And Bill, you're, you're too humble. Um, we, we know that you're doing an incredible job on this. So we'll keep looking for your reporting and, and thanks for jumping on. All right. Take care. How have the 2022 housing market forecast changed? Or how is the industry navigating the shift to a purchase-driven market? HousingWire's premium content program, HW+, answers questions like these and offers a variety of member-exclusive benefits that are tailored to what you need to stay competitive and agile in today's fast-paced market. Go to housingwire.com forward slash membership to join today. With your HW Plus membership, you get access to longer-form digital content, the HousingWire magazine, member-exclusive rates to in-person events like HousingWire Annual, and more. 
Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. We'll see you back here on Monday for more news and insight.